The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and we've got some numbers from 2021 that have just come, well, just been released. I think they kind of knew what they were because streaming numbers, I would think, would be kind of instantaneous. You know, you could count how many people stream something. I'm sure pretty yeah. much immediately. Yeah, pretty don't much. Have to, don't have to call the theaters and go, okay, how many people showed up today? No, <laughs> it's all right there. <clears throat> and weirdly, the most streamed TV show of 2021 was Lucifer. That is weird indeed. It threw me off the series, according to these numbers. I'm not going to say allegedly, because these are allegedly official numbers. <clears throat> according to Nielsen, the ratings people. Uh, 18.3 billion minutes of streaming was attributed to Lucifer. And that's how they're counting this, which is kind of weird. It's over the total of 93 episodes, which is ahead of second place Squid Game, which had 16.4 billion minutes of streaming over nine episodes. Ah, gotcha. So. So realistically, I mean, yeah, I mean, reporting total numbers. Yeah, I mean, those are the total numbers, but. But per episode. But per episode, Squid Game beat the crap out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Although Squid I thought this was interesting that 85% chose to watch it with the English dub as opposed to 15% with the original Korean in subtitles. I'm in the 15. Woo. Uh, the Great British Baking Show, Virgin River, and Bridgerton were the next most watched original series. <laughs> but the most. Uh, the, the series with the highest minutes over an entire series, that's kind of a rerun, it's not new stuff, is Criminal Minds. Because 12 seasons of it were available, bringing up 33.9 billion minutes of minutes watched on Netflix alone by American viewers. Wow. Now that's the, uh, uh, pretty weird. Moving on to movies that we're streaming, the most street, the the movie with the most, this is really awkward to say, the movie <laughs> with the most streaming minutes was Luca with 10.6 billion, followed by Moana, which that wasn't the last year movie, was it? No, that's been out like, what, four years at least? Several years. Yeah. Uh, 18.9 billion. Raya and the Last Dragon with 8.3, Frozen 2 with 7 or 5.7, and then Red Notice with 5.5. Ah, interesting. I was going to say, oh, I detect a theme there. Kid movie, kid movie, kid movie, kid movie, and then not kid movie. <laughs> and then not kid movie, but that not kid movie is just short of being half of the number one. Yeah, no surprise. I mean, because kid... Obviously, kids are going to watch movies over and over. And they watch movies as much as we do. The same movie over and over and over, over and so over and over again. That's, that's not surprising. So good job on Red Notice. Since we're talking streaming numbers, just a quick glance, because I'm going to be talking about a movie that came out in 2020, which did nothing because uh, the box office kind of declined. So something about a pandemic. 
Yeah. So 2018, the box office was just under $12 billion. 2019, it was $11 billion. 2020, two hmm. billion. That's what kind of a drop. It's amazing it was that high. And last year, of course, that's 2021. It seems really weird that that's last year, but four point, almost $4.5 billion. So the box office I doubled. I don't think 2021 happened. And it's still not even close to half of what it was pre-pandemic. So it's a long road back. For everything except Spider-Man on my home. Well, actually, the long road to getting this next thing made. And it ties in with Spider-Man because it's Marvel. Uh, there is a new record for Marvel streaming trailers for their TV series. Moon Knight hit. And... I liked this trailer. Therefore, I am wholeheartedly expecting to be completely disappointed by the series itself. <laughs> that just seems to be the way things go. I, I really like the way the trailer's going. They're really playing up the uh, Mark Spector, which I think is actually what his real name is. Well, his character name is. Yes. You know, it's Oscar Isaac playing him, um, playing up the multiple personality thing. Which needs to be done because that's a big part of the character. Duh. Yeah. And the way they did it, I thought was really good. So I'm I'm looking forward to being disappointed. Is that is that the way how this works now? I <laughs> uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of disappointment, Marvel announced that they're pushing uh, What If season two and the Secret Invasion series. Well, they said it's not going to come out in 2022. That does not mean it's not going to come out at all, right? but it's not going to come out this year. Uh, we were talking in pre-pro. Hi, Ted. Take that, Todd. Damn. Damn. Um, that uh, that Secret Invasion, we didn't think was going to be ready anyway, because the only thing we ever hear about it is Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we kind of knew that coming out of the Captain yeah. Marvel movie a couple years ago. So, Indeed. you know. Um, I th- I think, you know, if they want to push that back, that's fine. They've got enough stuff coming out as it is anyway. They do. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. I just totally don't want to be disappointed by it. I, I like the fact that it's such a, just a very different spin for Marvel, ed- kind of edging into the, the horror aspect, which is pretty cool. Pretty tasty indeed. One last thing about the box office, just because this is kind of mind-blowing, that uh, so far, the domestic gross of this year, and again, the month isn't even over, $303 million. Uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, has well over a third of that by itself. (laughs) Not surprised. Not total. That's what it's made in January. Yeah, it's the highest grossing Sony movie. Yeah. I think I read that this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it's made a it's made a few dollars. But it's it's a, it's a Marvel movie which Marvel is owned by Disney. 710 million so far, which wow. is way over twice of what the total box office is of this year entire year so far. So, it's made a few shekels. Popular movie. Uh, just sure. a bit. Anyway. So Sony has Spider-Man, which is kind of a part of the MCU, which is 
Marvel, which is owned by Disney, which also owns Star Wars. That's my segue, and I'm sticking to it. The Book of Boba Fett has been going for a while now, and we're not reviewing the whole series yet. I think we're going to hold off on that until it's done and, and then go, hey, this was good. This was bad. Personally, I'm enjoying it, but I see a lot of people aren't. And I just wanted to, to bring this up and talk about this for a minute. What is wrong with the Book of Boba Fett? Apart from some of the speeder bike animations, which are a bit janky in places, but they're trying. And it's a yeah. TV series. They don't have the movie budget. Right. Um, are, are you having issues with it? Because I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've only seen the first two episodes so far. Uh, I'm having zero issues with it. Maybe the issues crop up in episode three, but I, I think it's really, really good. Uh strikingly similar in quality not storyline but in quality to the mandalorian which Ooh. i think got better as it went along i don't see any reason that this won't and it doesn't have to i mean i think it's really good so far so yeah i mean sure. the, the one thing i'm not particularly fond of is the and i think you get these in episode three maybe beginning of four is the speeder bikes mm -hmm. that uh he recruits some – Boba Fett recruits some local – I'll call them thugs for lack of a better term. And they have some speeder bikes that look like they came from the 1950s. <laughs> That's going to make sense when you see them. Or, or if you've already seen them, you're going to go, you know what? That is what they look like. Um, That's pretty funny. Uh, um, I, That's the one thing I have with it. But it kind of makes sense for them to have them. I just don't care for them. But uh, one thing I have been hearing, and this is kind of not a positive thing, is that someone mentioned that Ewoks were going to show up. That's that's a very not positive thing. On Tatooine, really? How? Um, well, but do, I mean, do we, we really hate out. the Ewoks that but, much? Yeah, we don't need Ewoks. Unless they bring them in to kill them, then that's okay. I didn't I'm think totally the Ewoks were that. that bad. They just happened to be, you know. Yes, they're that bad. Why? Because they're toys. They're only there to sell toys. That's all That's they're true. there for. They were supposed to be Wookiees, and then they thought, you know what would be great? Let's do a whole new toy line. Let's just make them small Wookiees. It's like, no. They're product placement. They're crap. They don't belong in this story. They don't belong in the entire Star Wars universe. They're utter crap. If you're 12 or younger, yeah, they're fun. They're great. But, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're not as bad as Jar Jar. No, they're not as bad as Jar Jar because, you know, what is? Other than cat, I'm surprised Jar Jar isn't in cats. Jar Jar is so damn bad. But <laughs> that is not the first cats reference, not the last cats reference we're going to have in this show, by the way. Oh, my God. That's hideous. Anyway. But speaking of fuzzy things that were supposed to be large bear like things, yes. did you review a movie that, you know, makes that a good segue? It does make it a good segue, and it is called Black Bear. This came out in 2020, which means it kind of didn't come out because 2020, as we discussed, not exactly the great year for box office. Something about but a plague. Yeah. Something about that plague. And interesting enough, the bear is a metaphor, but the bear shows up too. So, yes, there's actually a black bear in the movie called Black Bear. Imagine that. One of the reasons I was interested in this, and it's finally available for streaming woo, on Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, stars Aubrey Plaza in a drama 
I really like Aubrey Plaza. I've not seen her in a drama before. Mm, okay, I kind of take that back. But she wasn't really playing that much of a dramatic role. So she's the star of the show. It's really a compelling movie. She plays a writer who goes on a writer's retreat, stays with a couple. It's kind of like a B&B, but it's an informal B&B. And she gets involved in their life. And they are bickering. They're fighting. They get into a terrible, terrible argument. She makes some mistakes. Uh, the the He's not the husband because they're not married. But the, the kind of husband, the significant other male partner makes some mistakes. And then there's something really tragic and awful that happens. And then we cut to Aubrey Plaza again, sitting out on the dock of that extends out into the lake at this lake house, same opening shot. This time she's an actress. She's an actress in a movie that's basically telling that story, except in the movie, she plays the wife. And in the first part of the movie, the woman who was the wife is now playing the person on the retreat. The guy who was the significant other is the director who's married to Aubrey Plaza in the second part of the movie. So if you're confused, yeah, you're going to be. But just go with it. It's really, really interesting to see the character development in this. Plaza is excellent. Uh, it's just a really cool metaphor. I think it's a really cool metaphor for how those relationships how relationships work and, and really how they don't. And in the second part, again, we see him make a mistake. Not the same kind of mistake, but make a mistake. It's actually kind of turns the first one on its head. But really good drama. A lot of people aren't going to like it because it's the kind of film that has ambiguous ending. And a lot of people hate that. Personally, usually I like it, especially with a drama, because it's not really a formulaic thing. Uh, one of my friends said, oh, man, it's just a chick flick, which it isn't. It kind of has that structure, except it plays with it. So it's – God, do we have to turn, use the term meta? So, yeah, I guess it is. So Black Bear, really, really good. Aubrey Plaza is terrific. I want to see her in more dramas. Uh, excellent film. Give it see, a look. That actually – it, it, we're starting on a positive note with the reviews. I like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> is it over? <laughs> unfortunately, I mean, I, 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 my segue is from a black bear to a raccoon city. Mm, that's that's scary. right. I watched the new Resident Evil movie called Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon. Sh <clears throat> Sorry, Raccoon City. We're keeping this family friendly, although the other word that rhymes with it is more appropriate. Mm. Now, this movie is based, allegedly, on the first two Resident Evil video games. Now, are they? I can't tell you. I have had uh, two kids since then, since these games came out, that have uh, graduated college three times. So I don't remember the games. My daughter, however, is a big fan of the games, and she watched this with me. And she had comments like, I wonder when they're going to start the based on part. Or they said this was a shot for shot remake. They lied. And my personal favorite quote, it says here that this movie has a budget of $25 million. I wonder what they spent it on. <laughs> That's 
That's a little scary. That that's harsh, but it's. I mean, to be fair, the movie wasn't as bad as let's say Cats, <laughs> but it well, wasn't good. Um, such a high bar. Speaking as someone who knows remarkably little about the video game, I can tell you that it featured an almost complete lack of suspense building, a very much overused plot, some stereotyped characters. Right down to the overly aggressive and dickish police chief. I, yeah, jeez. I mean, were the special effects good? I've seen worse, but then again, like I said, I've seen Cats, and I've seen the Bob Hoskins-led Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, Frankly, I would not waste my time with this. Yeah, we watch movies, so you don't have to. This is a you-don't-have-to part. It's because this movie is not even in the so bad it's funny as hell category. Mm. Uh, I've given it a new title. It is Fifty Shades of Meh. But this is a hint. This movie is set in the 90s. And the best part of it, the best part of it, is the 20 seconds of Estelle Getty as Sophia Petrillo on the Golden Girls in the background of two scenes. That's uh, that's not very good. No, no, that it's not. Like, they, I like saw. It. There's no re. There, there was no rewatch value at this. I mean, if 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 it's a good movie, you want to watch it again. Maybe I'll pick up something new. I don't want to watch this again because I'm astounded. I stayed awake through it through the, the, the first time. You would you would hope there would be at least some demonic presence in a movie about Resident Evil, wouldn't you? There were some monsters involved. I've been told they're from the games. I said, okay. They don't look hideous. Um, in the, I mean, they look hideous in that they're grotesque monster zombie things. But they don't look hideous as far as quality is concerned. It's not, it's not horrible. But at the same time, at no point did I go, oh my God, it's a monster run which you'd kind of want to do in a monster movie. I don't see, I, I can see the characters looking at it and going, Oh, it's a monster. Oh, Hey, I've got a gun. And that, that seemed to work. And it, it, but it didn't work for them. But, but the movie didn't work. So make so that sad. what you wish there, there was nothing demonic in this movie at all whatsoever. That's sad. Cause there's definitely something demonic in the movie that I'll review, which Oddly enough, it's called Demonic. We are just nailing the segues today. Really looking forward to this movie. It's from Neil Blomkamp. Hasn't done a movie since Chappie, which has undeservedly been raked over the coals. I think that's a great movie. But most people think of, oh, yeah, the guy who did District 9, which is pretty much universally thought, yeah, that's an awesome movie, because it is. So Demonic, he decided to go from science fiction, which is basically all he's done, uh, to horror with some sci-fi throw in. Uh, the p- problem with this movie is it's not that it's bad, but uh, the first review that pops up on IMDb, and this comes from eh, – I don't see the username, sorry. But basically he says I should he should make video games instead of movies. I don't need to write a full review. This movie is evidence of that very fact. Video games make terrible movies and vice versa. I just think you need to redirect your energy from a movie to a video game. Try it. What's the worst that could happen? Nailed it. But the problem is 
there have been just like there have been i don't know dozens of movies like this there have been dozens of video games like this it it he doesn't really break new ground he a woman goes back to her hometown she's estranged from her mom she gets a phone call that her mom's in the hospital she didn't even know if she was alive or dead she's been in a coma and she goes to this hospital to visit her mom and these doctors think that maybe she's possessed so they want to put her carly is the lead character they want to put her into her mom's mind so they can see what's going on and it turns out of course they have nefarious ulterior motives they don't really want to investigate this they they want to do other things but she goes into her mom's mind and she sees you know this horrific monster stuff uh i mean it's it's not that it's not well done it is but Again, even that premise has been done better, much better, in a movie called The Cell that came out in 2000, which we've talked about on this show probably not in 2000, but a few years ago. So if you want to see a similar premise, watch The Cell. It's a better film, which makes me sad. And again, it's not that it's bad, but it was – it had a special on Prime Video. It was available for 99 cents to rent, and it was – Barely worth it. Overpriced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is sad. And again, it's not that it's bad, but it's just not. If it was just some other director, it's like, yeah, okay, that was decent. But it's, but it's the guy who did District Nine, which was mind blowing. And this is it. It has some interesting designs. It has a few interesting concepts. But when it's free, sure, watch it. It's not bad. It's a damn sight better than Malignant, which people are, you know, glowing about. Which has some incredibly stupid errors that take you right out of the movie. It doesn't do that. But uh, it's just disappointing to that. This is his follow-up. I mean, I, God, when's the last time he did a, released a movie? Oh, and of course, this movie came out in 2021, which means it did almost nothing—literally less than five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, that's not a lot of money, but then again, not my uh, chappy was in 2015. So for his first movie in six years, ouch. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. Lost his touch. Yeah. Which is really weird because he's been doing short films, uh, oats studios, oats, like in eat your oats. Uh, they're all, I think, available on Netflix now, or you can find them on YouTube, or you could. And almost all of those are great. Some of those are only six, seven minutes long. So if you want something really good for, from Neil Blomkamp, watch Oats Studios stuff. There's God, probably about a dozen different shorts. And like I said, they're on Netflix, and they're excellent. Uh, yeah, go ahead and watch Demonic when you get a chance, but don't pay nothing for it. And you'll be Don't happy. Anything for Resident Evil either. It sounds like Black Bear is your best bet this week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely your best bet. Stick with the mammals, but not the raccoons. They're Something trash like monsters that. anyway. Oh, geez. Anyway, so we've got one good movie and two that are, we're going to call them diseased. Um, <laughs> because it's a segue to the closing of the show, which is still going to talk about the pandemic because that is still out there. And you need to be if you if you're out there with it, 
wear a mask, get vaccinated. And you know what? The best thing to do, seriously, is to just stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Darn, that's the end.